This is the Future Forward Argos podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Who's Radio. More than half of the global population already lives in urban areas. By 2050, two-thirds of the world's people are expected to live in cities. One of the impacts is the degradation of urban green spaces. Yet, these recreational areas are vital, not only for the environment, but for citizens as well. They facilitate physical activity and positive mental health. In 2015, one of these recreational areas has opened just north of the University Park, the Greenshare Community Garden. I have spoken to participant and board member Leela Trapp about it. The Greenshare Community Garden is conveniently located behind the student house. The planted patch of grass was turned into a community garden two seasons ago. 40 plots in total, each four square meter big. There's a common squash bed and members have built a greenhouse tunnel together. Cherry trees spend shade during the summer and one gardener makes honey from the beehives he put in the garden. Greenshare has also gotten its support from the city, as Leela Trapp explains. So when we started the garden two seasons ago, the um, city or the municipality was involved in getting it set up and there's a a program called Eat Ohus and what they're all about is planting edible plants all over wherever they can find a spot and so we were lucky enough to get several uh, berry beds around the perimeter of our garden so we can see here hawthorn and blackcurrant and gooseberries and the idea with, these, with this bed, also because it's on the perimeter, is that anybody walking by is welcome to take berries when they're available. Which is at the same time one of the biggest challenges the garden is facing. So one of, one of the issues that we are dealing with is um, how to deal with passerbys. And whereas we're very happy to share the, share the berries, that's the whole idea with it, Um, Several of our gardeners have also, against their own will, shared some of their lettuce and tomatoes. And so we've put up some signs um, in the areas where where we don't want to share. And it's still an experiment to see how this works. Um, And we're still sort of trying to bring up the community to understand what's going on here. But it's, it's not easy. And we all just need to stay sort of um, flexible about things. The initiative for the Greenshare Community Garden stems from the idea to connect people through working on a common project. But the organizers have come to realize that the initial idea is not what participants seek in gardening. Whereas the original idea was this working together allows us to get to know each other, work together and so forth, we're finding that a need that needs fulfilling is instead a quiet space to go alone. So there is not all that much motivation to have social events. But we can see that people are taking care of their gardens for the most part. And we can see that people sort of just come when they want to and have their own quiet time at the garden. So that's been surprising for us. Urbanization brings along challenges, increasing population density alienation from nature and food production, and decreasing biodiversity, just to name a few. Community gardening is meeting those challenges with social benefits, not only for its members. 
Okay, so the benefits for the gardeners? Um, well, speaking personally, I've always been a gardener uh, until I moved into an apartment where there was no yard. And so personally, for me, a benefit is being able to get out and garden despite not having my own spot. Um, but it's also been a chance to meet others. And again, speaking personally, I really have enjoyed being able to share my efforts of gardening. So I grow flowers, and I just really enjoy that it's not just me uh, who's enjoying them. Um, other benefits. For a lot of our members are learning how to garden for the first time. And we try to give advice when we can. Um, and But there's also, you know, some of the members, they're friends, so they have a, a, an activity to do with their friend. Some are families, so something that you do together with your husband or wife or child. Um, so there's all kinds of different, different benefits that people get out of this. And the, the neighbors, when they pass by, they often remark about how nice it is that that green area is sort of flourishing and a positive and a pretty place to look at now. Aarhus itself is in the midst of increasing urban development. City Council has decided that over the next 15 years, the city must grow by 50,000 inhabitants, plus 30,000 jobs and study places, a threat to urban green spaces, which is a shame for Lila Trapp. I also see that there's a lot of development going on in Aarhus, and I see there are areas where where we have really intense building and not a lot of green space, and I think that's a real shame. And so again, I hope that maybe that experience will re remind people that just a little bit of green can make a huge difference, uh, and definitely you know something that should be there. This is the Future Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. radio.